and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 9, Episode 22. I'm Jack. I'm ASD. And you're currently stuffing your face with a burrito. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a busy man. Uh, let's go straight into it. So, if Serge will raise the answer, what's the question? The question is, which footballer is an anagram of I see rare rug? Or urge re-raise? <laughs> Brilliant. Um, it's definitely not a rare rug, is he? Let's be honest. A rare rug... You would, you'd feel like if I was like, oh, you need to come out to my house, I've bought this rare rug, you'd mm. be mesmerised by it and you'd be like, that's incredible, it's the best rug I've ever seen. <laughs> he could not be further from a rare rug. No, I mean, this is the first rug chat we've had in like nine and a half years of this podcast, so I'm, I'm proud of today. Um, there's that story in there of the, 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 the Persians where the master rug makers would make, the, they, they could make a perfect rug, but they would always do one little thing imperfect because they thought nothing could be per- perfect, only God. Um, I think we've got the reverse where Sergio has got one little thing that's right. Has he? He can deliver a ball. His crossing's okay. Um, but he's not a winger. He's not really a defender. He's dreadful. I've been, I've been saying this all, all season. He's, he's dreadful. Yeah. Um, uh, tapping football of tweeted us and said, should Spurs get rid altogether or is he worth keeping for depth in addition to a new right back? How much did we pay for him? Remember? 25 million or something like that. If we got an offer for 20 mil for him, I'd take it. 18 mil, I'd take what, it. Um, what, what I can't quite grasp with Serge Aurier, and uh, I was with Mr. El Senior at the Wolves game, and we were talking about it, saying that he, you know, he's absolutely shocking. But what, what, what's the Walker Peters thing? There, there's something there, isn't there, that, that obviously as fans, that, there's something's gone on there because he barely played under Pochettino, he barely played under Jose. When he has played, he's actually done, it did all right. It's weird, isn't it? Because like, his Champions League debut was against Barcelona away in the new Camp where we needed a result. What's that about? Unless he's planning... That was weird. I, I don't know. But there definitely, definitely seems to me to be something there because with Aurier's performances that they've been for the last 12 months, mm. to then get rid of the only other recognised right-back that you have mm. that's a realistic other option seems baffling. But, so there's obviously something more to the Walker Peters. Well, like six months ago, we had two right-backs. And I don't think Trippier was ever as bad as Serge Aurier is. I had to no look at his ratings... Way. You reckon? No, no, no. I mean, he, he was nowhere near as bad. But with Trippier, I just think that it was one of them things. He, his final season with us wasn't great. I think that it was just the right time for everybody to move on. He said that. I still think we as fans have put way too much into how bad he was. I think, like, I think Trent Arnold is unreal. Mm. Like, really is unreal. And he's not that. He's not. He is not controlling a game. Like I've no. never. I've never seen a right back. Control I don't a game. think there's. I think the only fullback that you can think of that has that much influence is Roberto Carlos, on a team. Look at that. And Trent Arnold's what twenty. Yeah, unbelievable. It's mad, it's mad, isn't it? But I, I do think with the trip stuff that a lot of fans go to games, especially when results are poor, and you you want to blame a player. Mm. Like regardless, like we'll talk about the Wolves game in a bit. Um, but Eric Dyer has been absolutely slated. Whereas. I thought he was all right, and we'll talk about. It wasn't sensational well, in the Wolves game. It wasn't sensational. He a different role. Right? It wasn't. It wasn't horrific. Mm. It was okay, and I do think that as fans, it's sort of like you want to criticize a certain player. And I always try to with Aurier because I, I'm really not a fan, yeah. but I always try to judge him fairly in a game. Yeah, yeah. And if he has good games, so yeah. no, I thought he played really well. The Wolves one really, really tipped me over the edge. <laughs> um, but not great at all. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna have a bit of a numbers game and have some fun with numbers because we're yeah, both man. massive geeks. Um, so what we've prepared is That's numbers rude. that numbers that mean the most to us, numbers that are significant, and then we're gonna have a look back at all Spurs players 
that have worn that numbered shirt and try and see if there's a squad number that has that would have the best five or eleven aside team. So what what numbers have you looked at? What numbers are significant to you? So you asked me my favourite number. I I couldn't tell you. My wife will go seven straight away. That's just a favourite number. I, I don't have one. Um, thirty three. I turned thirty three last week. So Ben Davis. Um, is Ben Davis the best thirty three that we've had? Well, played? let me tell you the thirty threes that we've had are Ben Davis, Eric Lamella, who was thirty three, thirteen, fourteen, Stephen Colker, Ryan Nelson, Ricardo Rocha, not great, Lars Hirschfield, O two O two O three. Who? So he was with us for two seasons. I do not remember him. But we. Um, Jürgen Klinsmann played under the number 33 nights, so I think it's okay. But what I've found out is that... There's you, a could, you could nearly have a side there, because you've got a keeper, you've got some defenders. It's a five-a-side team here. Yeah. I reckon Lamella would be amazing five-a-side. Yeah. Um, you've, got, you've got, yeah, Andy Gray's in there. there. There's a few players in there, but I'm not sure. I was trying to think of 25, you know... 25 is one of mine, actually, because my my house number oh, is 25, right? 25th, so you've got... It's pretty good. Who's, who's you, I mean, you could have a decent side. So Hugo Lloris, obviously, is the goalkeeper. Then there's Josh Onoma, Benjamin Stambouli, Emmanuel Adebayor, controversial, mm. Danny Rose, Jermaine Defoe, Aaron Lennon, Big Bobby Zamora, Jamie, Jamie Slabber. Who is Jamie Slabber? Do you not know Jamie Slabber? No. He was shocking. <laughs> he was absolutely atrocious. Uh, Stephen Clement, Stephen Carr, John Hendry. So, again, again there's not a bad... There's not a bad side in there, actually. I keep on seeing names in this list. Yago Falke. I used to love Yago Falke. But he's actually gone on to have not a bad career. He's playing out in Italy, isn't he? He's doing all right for himself. So I did look at which is the best non-1-11 number. I think 23 is up there. Steven Bergwijn, Christian Eriksen, Lewis Holtby, Carlo Guduccini, Kevin Prince-Botang, Darren Bent, Michael Carrick, Christian Zieger, Judas, Dave McEwen. But Sol Campbell, we're talking now just at Spurs. Who? Well... But he, he was brilliant for Spurs, right? That's why we hate him so much. He's, He's doing got... a great job at Southampton. Oh, sorry, Southend. <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen his interview, he forgets what team he's managing, That's which amazing. is incredible. Boateng is one of my favourite... Uh, scored one of my favourite Champions League goals for Milan versus Barcelona. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. Um, we sort of... He must have one of the strangest career paths mm. of, of, of anybody in the modern era. It does not make sense. Because he was at Spurs, then... If I'm right, he ended up, at, ended up at Portsmouth. And then he, and Hertha, he got Barcelona. Hertha, Spurs, Dortmund, Spurs, Portsmouth, Milan, Schalke, Las Palmas, Frankfurt, Sassuolo, Barcelona, Fiorentina and Besiktas. That Barcelona move was proper weird. They do that, don't they? Palinho was an odd move as well. But I feel like there's some dodgy tax <laughs> thing there. Because didn't they... They, they'd got Polinio, they loaned him and then they brought him back. It was proper weird, yeah, wasn't seen, it? Do you see my tweet earlier that Barcelona hired a social media company um, for one and a half million euros to create fake profiles um, to promote the Barcelona's um, president and also slag off anyone who slagged off his manager <laughs> to attack them, including Messi and um, uh, what's the, the central defenders? PK. And PK. Can you imagine that being your job? I want you to slack people off on Twitter. I mean, Javad, you'd love it. Um, my other significant numbers, 28, that's uh, the day I was born on, Tango and Dembele, yeah, Tom Carroll, Carl Walker, Kevin prince Boateng again, Alan Hutton, Lee Barnard, do you remember him? Mark Yates, Jermaine Genus. That's pretty good. Matty Everington, Kevin Watson. Can we do a 1-11, to 11, our best 1-11? to 11? Let's do it. So number one. I'm giving you. I'm going to give you. There's Ray Clements, which probably will be starting as well. Pat Jennings. 
Pat, Pat Jennings. Pat Jennings. Oh. I, I wasn't. I didn't have the pleasure of seeing Pat Jennings, but anybody that has ever seen him has him up there with with the. It has to be Pat Jennings, best. right? I mean, yeah. Hugo was was. I love you know, not Ian Walker. Not Ian Walker. Well, Robbo just is up there as well. But number one, congratulations, Ray Clements. I think if you're putting together the best team, yeah, Paul Robinson. I think will it'll be hard for there to be a goalkeeper that I love more than Paul Robinson. Yeah, because when we uh, he, yeah, he, no, he was brilliant. So I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit like that with Gomez, just because it was my time, and he liked to tweet at mine the other day. So I'm number two, tweet. number two, we've got Kieran Trippier, mm. Carl Walker, Federico Fazio, Alan Hutton, Clint Dempsey's the rogue one. So I think we need to call out anyone who has a rogue number. So Clint Dempsey's our first rogue number. Uh, Ozzy Ardiles also played at number two for some reason. Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable, and also. Justin Edinburgh in there as a yeah. number two. Amazing. Are you going to be going for Stevie Carr, though? Is that your... It's, a, it's the greatest goal that the old <laughs> White Hart Lane ever saw. Yeah. Um, so with this, uh, uh, Guy Butters as well. Shout out oh, to God. Guy, to I Guy Butters. I to talk about first. That's so annoying. Shout out for Guy Butters. So if we're, if we're talking, we want our number two, I feel, to be a right back. I feel like yeah, we yeah. shouldn't be picking Aussie and we shouldn't be picking Depp because oh, it's, no, no, right. no, no. it's, it's not it's right. It's not right. position. So, yeah. Carl Walker. You're going Carl Walker. Carl Walker. My problem with Carl Walker is that there was always a mistake in him, a big game-changing mistake, and that's why I'm going for Kieran Trippier, seventeen, eighteen. There will also be some people listening to this that will say eighty-one, eighty-two. Graham Roberts wore number two. Yeah, I, I just I don't know him well enough, and I would bow to that. I'll tell you what, I'm happy to go with Trippier. I'm happy to. Okay. Fine, I owe you one then. Let you have that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. Uh, number three, we've got Danny Rose, Gareth Bale. Now, I think for this... He is a left-back. This is... And he's not a brilliant left-back. Well, are we going for Bale as a left-back with three? Because was it 16 that he wore when he played left-back? This is where it gets controversial. No, he was 11 when he was doing it for us. So that, okay, the fine. The Bale we're talking about is number 11. Although, didn't he? He was free when he got the hat-trick, wasn't he? Yeah, because he was a left-back. He was playing right, left-back. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, it was other, David's there. I'm very petrified. Other, other, other players in there. Lee Young-Pyo. One of my favourites. Stephen Kelly, Maurizio Tarico. Justin Edinburgh again. Justin Edinburgh again. Are there any rogue ones? Paul Miller. Yeah. Big friend of the show. Yeah. Um, we were talking about him off air actually, saying that he, when he was on, if anybody's not listened, he did a fantastic quote, which was, "You can change your car, your job, your yeah. your house, your wife, but not your football club." Yeah, amazing. Chris Hutton is in there. We love Chris Hutton. Chris Hutton. He was uh, he was number three for eight years. I feel like this is quite a hard one actually. Yeah. Danny uh, Rose has been number three since two thousand twelve. I actually feel like I would probably go Danny Rose for this. I'm taking that. And I think yeah. it's hard. Given that it's obviously not ended too well, we still suppose play it, don't forget. Mm-hmm. I think we'll go we'd go Danny Rose. Yeah. Now number four is controversial because we've got some midfielders and some defenders. So for you, is the number four a centre half or a centre midfielder? I've I had it down as well, because when you're on FIFA and you're juggling your team and you're I giving them kit numbers, you, you're oh, right, yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm not really bothered about that. this. So eight is definitely midfield. Seven and eleven are your wingers. Yeah. Ten is at 10 and 9 he's strikers yep. right on you attacking midfield or whatever so that leaves 6 4 and 5 Five's definitely centre half yeah and then you've got 4 and 6 I'm going with oh it's, it's hard isn't it that's... I always thought for me 4 centre midfield ok well, let's go that but that means we're losing Toby who is our 4 number 4 we're losing Kabul 
<laughs> but we're gaining Stefan Freund we're gaining and Stephen Sean Davis. Name, but there's, so, we've, we've got some big names here. Roberts, Steve Hodge, Ardiles, I know they're not, but Ricky Villa played under that number. 78-79 season, Glenn Hoddle's in this. But was he number four? Is that, is that I feel like he would have worn ten more, no? Yes. Yeah, somebody that, I can hear people screaming at this yeah, listening. So like we that. have to choose a number four. So a proper number Dave Mackay. Surely. Oh, it has to be then, Surely yeah. it has to be Dave Mackay, right? Yep, yeah. yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's done. That's number, number five, centre. Well This is centre half for but me. But David Bentley and Wilson Palacios are in there. See, I don't remember Wilson Palacios wearing five. I don't, it might have been because it's only he might have done it for a couple of games or something. It's it's a bit odd. So but, this is centre half. So realistically, mm-hmm. we're, we're choosing from Vertonghen, Goran Bunyacevic, Judas, Ricky Villa again. Gary Gary Mabbott. But Ricky Villa is in every number. Oh, but Ricky Villa. That this is the this is a rogue one. Because wasn't he wearing five when he scored the goal against Man City in the cup final? Ah, uh, maybe. So I feel like we have to take that into account. I'm going Jan Vertonghen because I, I do think he's one of the best players Spurs have ever had. I am... I, I'm sticking my neck on the line here. And this is for Mr El Senior, Gary Mabbott. Because I, he says... He would be in my team somewhere. Just... He says, greatest uh, captain he's seen for Spurs. Ah, so that for yeah. me, that's quite a... That's quite a big thing. Well, Perryman is in is in the next one. Is in number six, right? So it's Perryman versus Bentaleb for me. <laughs> <laughs> so five. Oh, sorry. If I jumped ahead, five. Who sorry. are we going for? You want Vertonghen? I want Mabbott. I love Vertonghen. Yeah. We'll, we'll I love Mabbott. Let's go Mabbott for me. Let's go Mabbott. Yeah. Okay, number six, Davinson Sanchez, Nabil Bentaleb. This Lad- is our midfielder, right? This is cent- this is central midfield now. Tom so. Huddleston. Oh, love big Tom. Timu yeah. Tainio. He is a name. Steve Perryman. <laughs> it, it has to be Stevie Perryman. Alan Muller is in there, obviously, and Dave Mackay. It has to be Steve Perryman. I feel like if we're going to honestly sit here and debate Steve Perryman or Tom Huddleston, as much as I love Tom Huddleston, yeah. Steve Perryman has to go in, right? Yeah. It has to be, it has to be Steve Perryman as, okay. as the number six. Now, number seven. This is quite... It gets more difficult. I think we've always had a flair. So, at the moment, it's obviously Hong Min Song. Yeah. Aaron Lennon. Club he, legend. He, he was our number seven for a long time as well. Although I always associate him more with 25 than seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the numbers always look massive on his back. Yeah. Because he's only little. Well, speaking of players that were often drowned by their shirts, Raw Fox is in this category. Shiniest man. Big ever. shirt. He loved massive the big shirt, shirt, didn't he, Raw Fox? Mabbott's in here again. Ozzy's in here. So Darren Anston as well is another one that's worth a, worth a shout out. Clive Allen. Ozzy Ardiles. Mickey Hazard. Ricky Villa. There's some big... There's yeah. some big plastic. Cliff Jones, surely. Little Welsh fella. I'd love to have Jimmy Nabon playing next to me. Surely. Cliff Jones. I, I yeah, feel has, like we, yeah. have, we have to have Cliff Jones in this side. Yeah. Yeah. You, but. You're not into. But. Paul Stalteri. Ali Dick. You, you don't want Dick? Uh, I'm alright at the moment. Okay. Number eight. So we'll go Cliff Jones. Childish. That's number seven. Grow up. Uh, number eight, Harry Winks. Number eight is one of my favourite positions. I love a number eight. Scott Parker. Wow, all my favourite players are here. Harry Winks, Ryan Mason, Jermaine Jennis, and then we've also got Tim Sherwood. Paul Gascoigne. It is the answer, right? Jimmy Greaves. Oh, Hoddle played there. Perryman, Ardias. This is actually a lot, a lot tougher than what we thought. But they're all playing. Tim Sherwood. You know, legends of the game. Gascoigne was wearing number eight in 1991, so... I think it, ha- we ha- it has to be Gaza, it has to as, be Gaza. as number eight. 
Number Tottenham Hotspur's number nine. The cursed number. The cursed number. Vincent Janssen. Oh, Soldado. Gregor's Raziak. <laughs> Raziak. Jeff Minton. Gaza had it. I mean, Ricky Villa had it. Cl- so, right. Clive Allen is at number nine. The incredible season where he scored 40-odd goals in yeah. 40 seasons. Yeah. Some stat up in here, stat correcting me. Um... We've got Greaves, though. We've got Chivers. Jimmy Greaves. Jimmy Greaves has to be in our side, doesn't he? Yeah. He has to be. What yeah. years did Jimmy Greaves wear? 64 to 68. So, uh, it's so Jimmy, Jimmy Greaves, Greaves, isn't it? It has to be. Um, number 10. But so that leaves number 10. So, Harry Kane is in there. But we've also got Raphael van der Vaart, Robbie Keane, Teddy Sheringham, Les Ferdinand, Gary Lineker, Glenn Hoddle. Mi- oh, this is this ten is the hardest one, isn't it? It has to be Hoddle, even even if it's just for Mister L. It has to be Hoddle, yeah, but I, it's it's doing a massive disservice to Adebayor <laughs> and but, Darren Bent. Um, you know I, I mean? think it has to be Glenn Hoddle, and reason being, anybody, any Spurs fan that I've ever spoken to that's seen Glenn Hoddle play say he's the greatest player I've ever seen. Yeah. So for us to it. sit here and say I'm going Stefan Everson does not does not sit right because it, it's it's unfair to miss out Harry Kane. But we have to because it's Hoddle. I think he would put Hoddle on I actually think if you were to ask fans that have seen both play, would you rather Kane or Hoddle? I think they're saying Hoddle. Okay. Okay. I really do think they're saying Hoddle. So number 11. Uh, automatically, you think Gareth Bale. Yeah. But there is Rafael van der Vaart. There is Mido. And Gilbert. So there's a, lot, there's a lot to think about. Dalmat. Ste- Stefan Dalmat, right? He was unbelievable when we got him. Do you, yeah. re- do you remember that season? He was on loan and he was in- he probably wasn't that good but we were just shocking back then. And then we tried to get him on a permanent but I think it was Inter Milan wanted like 7 million and he was yeah. like, no, yeah, we're, yeah. we're not, there's absolutely no way we're paying that. Um, who's your number 11? It, it has to be Bale. But he, like, Lineker played under it for two years. You've got Waddle. Rafa is such a difficult one to miss out because he, the problem is he lit up a bad team, I think. Or not, he, he was part of a core group of like Modric and Bale and Defoe and Crouch where that, that team held that team, they held that team together. I, it has to be Bale. I, I, think, I think you have to have Gareth Bale in it. Um, I, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine an era where Gareth Bale would not be an unbelievable player. Yeah, Even no. if you're going back to when players used to get kicked all over the place and the pitch were terrible, he would still be quality. Yeah. Just because that pace is yeah, just... Yeah. So I started to pull together a team, and it's upstairs, but of players outside of their numbers. So 26 is Ledley King. You have to have Ledley in there. Yeah. 23 is Michael Dawson. I'm putting him in there. 20. 20, sorry. Was it yeah. not 23? Okay, no, 20. Uh, I'm choosing Gazaniga's number for... Is it 20... What is Gazaniga? Uh, that's bad, isn't it? The, uh, the other one for me, which was a real, a real, real difficult number, yeah. was 14. Because yeah. that for me oh, is for me. Modric against Ginola. Oh, so it's not as easy. And and Ginola, Ginola was probably the first player when I was watching Spurs mm. in that ninety nine two thousand season where it was like, wow, like this guy really is. For me, he if if you were to think about a Spurs player, like what what that is a Spurs kit, player? Hewlett Packard, Pony, that celebration, the locks, it, you know, it's Ginola, Modric. But I think we look back retrospectively. He's my favourite player I've ever seen live. But he took it to another level in Real Madrid. And I, I don't. We did. We had him at a brilliant level. But Ginola was levels above. I think. And it also wouldn't be fair to talk about number fourteen and not give a shout out to Vans. Uh, 
favourite ever Tottenham player, Eric, Eric Edmund, yeah. <laughs> who wore number 14 in the 0405 season. So, Vanyal, welcome for us mentioning that. Um, what with your other numbers? Did you have any more where you were like, that number goes with that player? Because I, like, I couldn't imagine Delhi not wearing 20. Oh, number 19, yeah, de- number 19. There were just certain numbers that you associate with players, and there. And like I said, twenty five for Aaron Lennon was was the one. That that was the one for me. Twenty seven. I can't not see Mora scoring in twenty seven. Oh, like that was his number. Uh, and obviously sixty three. Dorian Dervite. Dorian obviously. Well, our highest ever number before without looking at it, or are you looking at it? Uh, I wouldn't. If no. I gave you 81, no, I would. Andros Townsend. No. Um, and also, I don't remember in the 13 14 season Harry Winks being number 62, but maybe it was before yeah. anybody knew about him. But there you go. There, there are your. That was good, wasn't it? There are your numbers. <laughs> your numbers. Um, I quite enjoyed that. And you, know, you forget, don't you, that you forget the players you've had the great players you've had but then the absolute Harry Kane's number from 0910 to 1314 do you remember 18 37 37 I Which feel like at Spurs number. 18 is like a stepping stone <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean you're given the 18 if yeah. you do well then, then you can move up to a 9 or a 10 La Celso Lorente Defoe Kane Fraser Campbell you're totally right Jürgen Fraser Clinton. Campbell Jason Cunty <laughs> I didn't actually mean to do that. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, there you go, there are your numbers. So I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. Let's talk about the Wolves game. Um, mauled, eaten alive by the Wolves. Spurs were at the weekend. Now, I was at the game, travelling over there on the train um, with Mr. El Senior. Get the alert on your phone, teams are out. Have a look at it. You think, what are we doing? I looked at that team and thought, this is not going to end well at all. I was, I, I couldn't work out if it was going to be three at the back, four yeah. at the back. What, what was it going to be? So I went into it being a little bit like, yeah. I'm nervous about this. I looked at the Wolves team and their best. They, they've got two brilliant central midfield players, Martinio and Neves. Are they really are excellent team. players? Yeah. But I see. I don't think individually they're that brilliant. I just think no. that they're such a well-drilled side yeah. and they know their system. I, I don't think that there are that many players that you'd be like, I want to take him out and put him in a top side. We'd probably yeah. take most of them at the moment, but yeah. I mean, I don't think there are that many. I think Neves is probably the one where there aren't but, many sides that would be like, I would not want him. But are we comparing them to City? So I, I yeah, the, I mean, I'm talking the, the top yeah, end of I, the league. So I, I was confused. I, I was nervous. I was apprehensive. Yeah. Yeah, first twenty minutes we were sensational. Mm. We were so good. We were aggressive with and without the ball. We played in behind their defence, and we had runners. When they had the ball in the centre of the park, we were just on them, and we did not give Martinho and Neves an opportunity yeah. to get their head up and play a pass. It, yeah. We were brilliant. all over them, one nil up, and I was thinking this is fantastic. The back three was so aggressive against Traore, which is the way you have to be. Yeah, yeah. I think as soon as he, he, he turns you and gets you one for one, you've had it. Yeah. And I thought all three of them really dealt with him fantastically. And they, their equaliser really, for me, came out of nowhere. Um, and at 1-1, one, one you think, oh, we've let them yeah, back yeah. in. And then again, we, we, we kicked on and we got the lead just before half-time. Brilliant goal for Moria. Yeah. Absolutely Unreal magnificent goal. strike. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at half-time, I was super confident. And I was thinking... We're, we're dominating them in the middle yeah. of the park. The Traore out ball was a threat. That's always going to be there. Like, but yeah, I, yeah. again, I felt like we dealt with that pretty well. Then the second half, they changed a few things up and their, their wide men didn't play wide. They 
yeah. they tucked in. So they had an extra man in the middle of the park and we couldn't really cope with it. And it meant that Neves and Matinho had a lot more time and space on the ball. As soon as that started happening, we were in trouble. Because yeah. um, they were just they were pinging it into Jimenez's yeah. feet. It was, like, that was a real problem for us. Um, I don't know if our tactics changed or what, but we just had no intensity in the second half. I don't know if we were knackered. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But at the, the, as soon as we gave their midfield time and space... It was just a matter of time before it was happening. It, it felt like we were happier giving Nevers and Matinho <coughs> the ball, knowing that they couldn't put Traore in because mm. he's quick, when actually we were dealing with that fine. Yeah. When, as soon as they got control... It's a very common theme now. In all the games, we just get overrunning. It, once we get overrunning midfield, we can't do it's anything. It's game over. It's, and it's, Delhi had that brilliant yeah, chance at yeah, 2-1. Yeah. Um, I was just waiting for the net to go. That was down my end as well. It just looked in mm. and it didn't go in. And you're thinking, oh, how's he yeah, missed that? Brilliant ball from Ben Davis. Yeah. Um, and that was the turning point. If that goes in, yeah, yeah. that, that would not the stuffing out of them. 2-2, there was a stat on Twitter that said... Um, 74% of our goals under Mourinho are from individual errors. 74%. And he can't plan for that. It must be so frustrating for him just to see... That's an incredible stat. 74%. And that is the opposite of what you expect from Mourinho. And maybe that is why he doesn't fancy Parrot or why he doesn't fancy Carl Walker-Peters. Because he just wants someone who just won't make mistakes, first and foremost. Which you totally get. Yeah. If I'm building a team in work, I don't want somebody to just make like superstars who then make mistakes. I you want, want solid, you know what you're going to get. Reliable, dependable. Cause then ben I've Davis. Got, ben Davis is exactly, Isn't it? it's exactly that, it's that. that kind Aurea of player. is not. And Walker is not. And I feel you, you get that with Toby. Toby very rarely puts a foot wrong. He'll be beaten for pace or be turned, mm. but he very rarely does something wrong. Mm. And if you have a look, and Larice, all this criticism of Larice always irritated me because um, obviously there's a lot of talk about the Hayer and, and Foster and, um, uh, and things, but if you have a look at errors leading to goals, Larice isn't near the top three or four. He's not. De Gea is far higher. Would you rather have De Gea or Loris? De Gea because he's younger. But seriously, at their peak, I'd rather have Lloris. I do, um, I do think that with Loris, it's a difficult one. For, as I've said this many times in this podcast, he's not an elite keeper for me. He's a very, very good goalkeeper, which is fine. Mm. Um, you do see the difference when Gazaniga comes in, that yeah. it's not quite the same. And I don't know if that's because Gazaniga's level is so much lower than Loris, or for a defence, you're used to having Loris every week. Yeah, yeah. When someone news in, are you then doubting stuff a little bit more? Um, but he didn't have a great deal to do, Gazaniga, in the no. whole game. Like Wolves didn't create a huge amount. Um, but at the second half, and uh, what really tipped me over the edge was, at 3-2, with 10, 12 minutes to go, we did nothing. Mm. We did absolutely nothing. We didn't create a single opportunity. Um, yeah. And I've, I've said that... I. I, I think it's too soon for Parrot. I really, yeah. and I still stand by that. But with ten minutes to go, you've got no strikers on the pitch. I, I turned to my dad and said, "Just chuck him just on now," something. because nothing was working yeah. for us. So it was like, "Just chuck him." Before we got to that lose. was the perfect scenario where Lorente off the bench. Um, don't. That was the, it's the perfect situation. For, uh, they were just defending the edge of their box. Yeah. We didn't have anybody where we could put crosses in. So yeah. when we were getting an overload on the side the cross was just going to no one don't have a focal point it's the problem we don't have a focal point we've just everyone's looking for everyone else it's, and they're not looking for that one player 
and that, and that for me was that it was so frustrating. It was even frustrating that like Sanchez or Dyer didn't go up top, yeah. and just just you know it it gets desperate five minutes down the game, and it becomes Sunday league ugly. Yeah. You're just smacking it long, but like we didn't even really do that, and that was what really yeah. really frustrated me about the game that there was just and you can say oh you know is it is it the manager which and that's been questions for the last eighteen months is the manager not got a plan B? Yeah. We always said about Potches at some about Josie, but as players on a pitch. <coughs> You don't have to wait for your manager to do like they, you can literally yeah, just grab no. the game by the scruff of the neck. And for me, it was what's worrying about the group of players for me at the minute, and I don't want to moan too much, is that they they don't seem gutted. And I don't like talking about the other lot down the road, but their horrific loss to Olympiakos. There's Aubameyang after the game literally looked I devastated. Said that on Twitter. Whilst he, oh no, he was at fault because he missed that sitter, but like. We don't. We, I haven't seen our players react like that from a loss. No. You should be embarrassed who, losing at home. Who, who reacted like a Bumiang in the Champions League final? We can't laugh at a man for caring. And it's not all down to him because they played two games, right? They played. It's a, and so one shot is not depending on the whole. It's like one game doesn't decide your whole season, right? Mm. It's, it's everything. And he, 99 times out of 100, he scores that goal. So I, it, I wish people showed as much passion to improve not I don't want to see frustration as much I want mm. to see you go out like I feel Mora gets it a little bit yeah. I feel Sun feel, feels it I just don't see anyone else I don't see Ndombele or Le Celso or anyone just going I want this more than anything I want to turn this club around because at the moment it's a mess and I think it's a place but I really don't blame the manager he, he has said it Jose as well hasn't he that the, the squad of, uh, are too used to losing mm. and they don't that you should be angry and embarrassed when yeah. you lose not sad yeah. and that's definitely the case like they just sort of trudged off at full time and there was no they get to go home to their million pound houses we have to sit next to Arsenal fans we have to be around talk sport and papers they don't get any of that they then just go and they, they, they pay's guaranteed the next week they go to the training ground a little bit of bollocking but I've got a five year mm. contract and it's and not it, good it, enough. It is, it, it, that, that's what worries me about this group of players at the moment, is that, that they're not that bothered about losing. And for me, I mean, I play football at a much different level to yeah, Premier yeah. League superstars, but hate losing. Yeah. It, I, I hate losing more than I love winning. Mm. And it's more about not Same. losing yeah. than, than winning for me. So it's like, I just struggle when a professional footballer doesn't yeah. have that mentality. It was a tough, tough day. Yeah. The mental thing, so the crazy thing about it at the moment is we're still in the hunt for Champions League we should be so far out of Champions, the Champions League yeah. race we're like two points behind United it, yeah. it is absolutely it, crazy people at the are saying it's the worst Premier League ever because you know after Liverpool City have only won what 18 I'd games argue it, I'd argue it could be it's the best because anyone could beat each other yeah. to have one team has only lost two games which just shows you how good they are and for me, this is why the FA Cup this year is the toughest competition to call yeah. because anything could happen. Um, yeah. We're playing Norwich on Wednesday. I, I have no idea what's going to happen there. We could turn up and win 3 0. I think we'll win. Or, big. Or, or they'll turn us over 2 1. I think we'll um, win. The only thing that's guaranteed is a Norwich goal. <laughs> that, that's what's guaranteed. Yeah. But that's massive for us. Win that, quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. You we, know. Can, we can beat anyone on their day. The City game proved that. And we're not that different from the team. Um, that beat Ajax apart from we don't have a striker yeah. um, but Kane will be back in April it's only a few games away do you think we'll get through against Norwich yeah I, really, I, do. I, I don't think it'll even be a problem like yesterday I, 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 I think it's roll of the dice really? and, and a 50-50 game those type of sides that are in relegation battles are always a 
dangerous opposition in cup games because they are. They've got the nothing point. to lose no, and they're not bothered. Norwich are at the bottom of the table and they need. This is the last thing they want. They don't want to go through because they don't want four extra games, wherever yeah. it is. Yeah. And then we've got Burnley at the weekend. Ooh, we'll win that. that is a, do you think? Yeah, we'll win that. That, that is going to be an ugly game for football. It's going to be ugly and we'll win. I'm, I'm sure we'll win. We'll just own, own the midfield. I don't think they're, they're intelligent or dynamic enough. I really mm. don't. I worry about a set plays against them just because we look vulnerable yeah. anyway. And Burnley. 2 0, 3 1. Do you think? Mm-hmm. I think that I mean they're scoring. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, Chris yeah. Wood is a hundred scoring from a set piece. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. definitely happening. But as it always is, it's a big old week. And if we can get two wins, all of a sudden Everything everything's fantastic again, isn't it? Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Enjoy the games this week. Yeah, Whatever does happen, future's bright. Future's Lily White. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.